up, everybody? It is I, Sigma, and we are back with episode 63 of the BBET Gamescast. I'm joined by Superman Jeff. What's going on, everybody? A bump in the way. Let's get this going. As well as Blue Bones. It's your boy. What's going on, everybody? What's good with you? Uh, as you can see, Gamer is missing this week. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back with us soon. Uh, but as we always do, we're going to go over what we've been playing slash watching for the week uh does anyone want to go first my list isn't all that long yeah i got a short one too um i go first uh so playing uh wise i've been playing mostly just um some destiny um beyond light is coming uh november so i've been trying to catch up on a lot of the uh, weapons and whatnot that i've missed from the past seasons um doing a lot of crucible um they just released a new exotic called the uh, Traveler's Chosen, which is a recycled weapon from... Uh, so in Destiny 2, when you first started the game, mm -hmm. they gave you a... Uh, it was either a white or a blue weapon that was called Traveler's Chosen. So that was the only weapon you had once they destroyed the tower and stuff. Uh -huh. So they made it an exotic. And it's a pretty cool exotic. So the exotic has um, almost... It has pretty much the range of a hand cannon almost. Um, which is pretty um, extraordinary for a hand, uh, for a uh, sidearm. Um, the sidearm also, um, also, when you get killed with it, uh, it gets stacks. So these stacks give it increased reload speed, um, better handling. But when you consume those stacks by holding the X button, it refills your grenade, melee, and whatever your class ability is. Also, you can kill with the weapon and then use the buffs yep. to refill your energy yes which is pretty cool so in pvp it's really good because you get one one kill two kills and you can refill your grenades and your um your 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 class ability right away that's why i don't now, like destiny 2 pvp because people got weapons <laughs> like that and i can't jump in and it's a level playing field <laughs> it's it's level to an extent i mean you um, they it, do that doesn't mean it's level <laughs> No, you're saying there you can't is... you can't jump in as a newbie and go up against that no, stuff. No, exactly. Yeah, so you would have to spend time, you know, acquiring your own time. stuff, getting, and that's all Destiny is. Honestly, it's time. It's a game about spending time. Yeah, but spend... I, you gotta love it. I mean, I did say uh, in the Discord earlier that I was I was finally just gonna come back because uh, apparently, like this holiday season, like when Beyond Light comes out. In addition to the cross save stuff, which I got to check out uh, like two weeks ago, which is really cool. Like you literally just load up the game wherever you have it because it's free to play now and your save will just be there. That's dope. But in, yeah, in addition to that, that they're adding cross play. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Right. So remember how we used to like beef with like the PlayStation folks in their chat or whatever? Like we could totally have like a free for all Friday with just anyone who has Destiny and it's free to play like... Like, that's, that's how games should be. And I want to support that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think Xbox had the best where they want inclusive instead of exclusive, which I get. You, you want everybody to feel a part of that community, not just, okay, if I get this sick system, my buddy might have something else. We can't really play together. I feel like that brings more money to the pot, not take away money from it. Because if you have a system... Yeah, PS4 and I have Xbox and we want to play Call of Duty together. If we can't play together, we're probably not going to get it. But if we can play it together, we're both going to go out and buy it and it's going to allow us to kind of 
play together. So I think that's a, a great um, market strategy for Destiny, especially to reinvigorate the community. Like it, it's like your console of choice should be a lot like your phone of choice. Like it's based on your preference. Like the way they do their UI design, the way they, you know, have certain services and stuff to you should just be to your liking, to your taste, like the way you want a thing to be, right? Yeah, Not you have to buy a whole thing because you can't get it anywhere else, which yeah. I guess is much easier for a company to do to just lock people out of the thing versus, you know, actually try a little harder to pull people in when everything is a level playing field. So I, I get why the choice is there. I still think it's a bad one. Like I, yeah, it, it hurts I, consumers in general, but I think we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in the future. But uh, was, what else were you playing, Jeff? Um, so um, right now, um, it's just trying to get stuff for Beyond Light. It's just um, leveling up, uh, doing finishing some quests. They're, they, they've kind of gone to a lot of exotic quests where before they were like, you know, here's some here and there. Now there's like a majority of them are through quest lines. So like I'm doing the Thorn one and that one's taking forever. It's like get kills with void weapons and and or hand cannons. So I'm using a hand cannon and a void weapon to kind of help make so up the difference. On. Hold on one second. Thorn mm -hmm. wasn't in Destiny 2? I feel like it hasn't been in Destiny 2. I feel like it was in Destiny 1 and it came back in Destiny 2 um, maybe a couple of with, seasons with ago. With the moon and stuff? Is that what happened? Because I, I remember, because like I feel like there was a quest to get Thorn that we all did, and it re it required like a, a a mission with on the moon. But since I know the moon wasn't in Destiny Two, you know, Destiny it would make 1. sense that yeah, like Thorn was gone. I completely forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, because they had a weapon that was supposed mm -hmm. to be the good version of Thorn. Rose, yeah, Rose. Yeah, that story actually really good. Destiny has really good lore. They just need to tell it that does. story. <laughs> but Thorn came back after Rose. Wow. If okay. I'm not mistaken. Um. Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the uh, Thorn is definitely in Destiny Two, but yeah, that, it's um, okay, yeah. The the latest uh, article that I saw about it, it was in August, so this is definitely super recent. Like a new, yeah. Oh, okay, um, so that makes sense. It's a new edition. They brought it back, which is dope because that that gun has some history. <laughs> <laughs> used to be crazy in uh, PvP. It's just two shots. Just that ticking damage was like, oh man. Um, yeah, that's so, the stuff I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens is you see, you get killed with that weapon. You're like, what is that weapon? You find out what that weapon is. Oh, I want that weapon. Now you go. Now mm -hmm. you have a goal. In right. Mind. Yeah, I, I prefer that because it all used to just be yeah. luck of the draw. But yeah. you can look up an exotic, go and do the quest for it. Like, it'll take you time to do it. But then there's a direct path to getting it as opposed to just waiting for it to drop, which is exactly. much preferred, I think. And I think there are some weapons that are really, really good, but there are also weapons that outbeat that. So obviously, if you have a SMG and it's mid-range, you're going to get beat at long range. You're going to get beat at long range. If you have a shotgun, obviously, you're close range. So you're going to get beat at medium to long range. Um, I run a sidearm build. So I was running a sidearm called um, Devil's Ruin, which is a sidearm. It's a solar sidearm. It has 15 bullets in the mag. When you hold the, the button instead of just tapping it, it charges up like a fusion rifle shot. And that's an exotic. That's an exotic. So that's actually my favorite exotic. You know, other people might be running, you know, um, Thorn, obviously. Some people um, are running um, Non-Hunger, which is a uh, 
a auto rifle, you know, that's um, in the um, elemental slot that just rips through stuff. So there's a lot of different builds that people use um, that work. I mean, I play what I like, you know, not necessarily what is meta or per se at the time. I play what feels good to me, what feels natural to me. And, um, you know, whatever. But um, aside from Destiny, I've been playing Hades. As soon as they announced that at the Nintendo Mini Direct, I mm -hmm. went and got that. I've been watching that for a while, and I was so tempted to get it on um, Steam, but I'm like, you know what, no, because that feels like something I'd play better handheld. I'm just sitting watching TV and kind of want to play with it. I mean, it plays very, it has that same type of formula of um, Dead Cell. Mm -hmm. Is that Dead Cell? Yep. Like yeah. that Dark Souls film where uh, you die. Roguelike, yeah. Yeah. Roguelike. So you, you go through different rooms. Um, you meet these, you know, you get help from these different Olympian gods that give you different buffs. Like Zeus's might have been, you can choose out of three, where your normal attack chains lightning to other enemies. When you dash, it shoots a thunderbolt at the section where you start from. Um, there's Aphrodite, there's Hades, they give different buffs. So going through each room, you get buffs and you start to stack them up. And you have different weapons. Now when you lose... You go all the way back to the beginning, you lose all those buffs, and you got to start from the beginning. Now, it's a it's a long game, so, like, obviously you're not going to beat it on your first couple of runs, so now you're just stacking, um, um... The permanent you're buffs. Exactly. You're, you're stacking your permanent buffs, you're getting your, um, your uh, inventory up on currencies to purchase different things, um, you're unlocking different weapons, um, so, like, you start off with a sword, there's a bow, there's, um, like, knuckles you can use. There's a spear. There's a few different weapons that um, you progressively unlock with keys. Now the do they the feel different, like in terms of like the combat. They do. They they feel very very different. So like the obviously the bow has like a, a charge shot. You can um, there's like a spread shot, and then so I'm using a fist now. The fists are really good, so they're very fast and mobile hits. So just the regular attack is just a couple strikes. The uh, heavy attack is like an uppercut. Now, what what you normally do is you can apply buffs to certain parts. So, like, uh, the Aphrodite, uh, the the god of festival, I forget his name, um, he can give you a buff that allows, allows you to apply uh, drunk to an opponent. So when you <laughs> okay. hit them, they're like, they're drunk. They're That's funny. They know what to do. So it allows you to hit them again. So especially with my uh, heavy attack, it, like, pretty much takes them out real quick. Um you can also allow permanent buffs. So I got a permanent buff where when I die, I don't go back to the beginning. I come back with like half health. So which is almost an extra life. So it's really good. The dialogue is great. Each time you come back, the people in your hub have different things to say. So like, if you don't know, the game is called Hades, but you're playing as Hades' son. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he know, all he knows is the underworld. And he's like, you know what, I want to go outside. And Dad's like, no, nah, you can't go. This is where you belong. And um, you find out that he lied about who your mom is, stuff like that. Um, but the Olympian's like, hey, you're our cousin. We want to help you get out. Like, let's we'll give you some help. Here's these buffs. Dad's like, you know, don't trust them because, you know, they stuck me down here type situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it, it's a funny game. Like, you see ghosts, like the ghost of Achilles' is garden, like a room for Hades. Um, you see different people from uh, Greek mythology show up. Um, there's like, even like your um, sparring dummy where you could try different weapons on. Even he has dialogue 
where you could talk to him and he can tell you stuff about how to upgrade weapons and stuff like that. That's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, besides that, that's all I've been playing. Watching, I finished um, Dragon's Dogma. Oh, wow. How long is that? Uh, I want to say like 10 episodes. Okay, not too bad. Yeah. What did um, you think? I thought it was good. I felt like it dragged. I felt like it left a lot of things from the game out. I felt like the character was much more interested in the game as opposed to outside. I mean, his overall goal was... Um, was just like what he wanted to do mm -hmm. and why he wanted to do it was just um and the there's a big like uh spin at the end so it's like yeah you thought this was going this way but guess what no 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 i remember so, hearing that there's sort of a twist ending to the game too like did you finish the game because I, I didn't play it but i read about it didn't finish the game. Um, I played like halfway through, but mm. I didn't really care for the combat. So it kind of put me off. That's kind of what made me jump to playing Dragon Age. Because that, I I favored the combat in Dragon Age um, as Over opposed Dragon's to Dogma. Dragon Dogma. Yeah. Okay, um, so I mean, I, I definitely want to check that out and see if maybe they mirror whatever that thing was in the game story. Because that might be what happened. But, yeah, I mean, it looks cool. And, like, Netflix has been doing well with the game uh adaptation so far but you're saying this one was kind of a little middling I, it wasn't it wasn't horrible i give it like a uh c minus yeah so like kind of middle of the road yeah, like average yeah all right uh, and that's 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 pretty much all i've been playing uh, <clears throat> um all right i can go next uh <laughs> in terms of playing uh i just uh finished up review will probably go up sometime this week hopefully before tuesday of a game <laughs> that is called the dungeon of nahelbeck colon the amulet of chaos <laughs> why why the colon <laughs> it's well because apparently this this game is supposed to be in a series of games referring to this dungeon like this dungeon is supposed to be like a setting and then there's like a bunch of events that take place in the dungeon right okay so but uh, as far as I know, this is the first game from this series that's coming. But it's a turn-based tactics game. Uh, it's a fantasy setting, as you can probably tell from the title. Um, and uh, unlike a lot of uh, turn-based tactics games, you get to control the entire party uh, running physically through the dungeon and stuff. So, like, you'll go from room to room. You'll, like, visit people, talk to shops and whatnot. And then if you reach, like, a quest uh, area that has, you know, something you're looking for, you'll probably trigger... A fight and then you'll go into the turn-based tactics gameplay or whatever so uh the premise i like what they were going for like it's supposed to be more of a light-hearted take like if you were to look at the screenshots or the actual video of the game um the art style is like very cartoony like like a looney tunes ish even or matter of fact no a better way to describe it is like if you've ever seen like some of those uh CG ads for like those mobile games like Clash of Clans or it yeah. looks like that like the characters look like they're from a a big not, not a big budget but you know a high paying mobile game or something uh, but I mean not to say that it's bad in terms of how it looks it's just it has that style that but you know they're very expressive like you know they have like facial expressions and like a lot of movements in their animations like when people talk you can see everyone turn their head to look at them and like make faces or whatever so they put a lot of effort into the way everyone looks and is designed the voice acting is really good 
uh, everyone sounds, you know, convincing. Um, so I would say like the the quality level is there on one half, but I just didn't like the writing. Like they sound like they were really going for the oh we're being meta, we're being flippant, we're being naughty, we're being adult. So like they're like f bombs thrown every other sentence. Uh, they do at least bleep it. Like you'll see like the stars in the the text, but you know they'll keywords. Yeah, like they're just. It just seemed unnecessary. Like, you guys are going for, like, this lighthearted tone and whatnot. But at the same time, you're cursing every other sentence. And a lot of the female characters... And you're censoring it. Yeah, you're sort of censoring it because you're clearly not really at that level. But a lot of female characters in the game, you'll notice, are, like, unnecessarily, like, busty or sexy. Yeah, like, I'm they're, like, in right skimpy now. outfits and stuff like that. So, like, there's, like, support, like innuendo and things like that that just feels out of place from everything else that's going on. So it really just rubbed me the wrong way. And I kind of started, it started putting me off, but outside of that, like, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, just looking at these pictures, it feels like the designer never grew up really. Cause it's yes, it's very immature. Like it's like an old style. Like this is a game yeah. that you'd see in like a game pro magazine in like the two thousands or something. Like that's kind yeah. of the, the feel of it. So like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't come across well in terms of, the tone but with that being said the actual gameplay isn't bad uh the turn-based tactics is like a mix of like uh xcom and final fantasy tactics so like the people who have ranged attacks like wizards and archers they can make better use of like cover like and then you know they'll take their shots they'll get aim from other people who are like shooting at them but everybody else is pretty much melee focused so like they'll get right up in each other's face you have to worry about which direction you're facing so you don't get like backstabbed or flanked and stuff like that which i liked but um everything is undermined by the idea that your group is cursed by this amulet of chaos it's part of the story like you guys go in that dungeon to do a thing but somebody messes up and triggers this amulet which now brings your group misfortune so you're doing a match right and out of nowhere you'll you're like you're right next to somebody. You have like a ninety or something percent chance of hitting them with whatever your attacking has, but it'll say critical failure all of a sudden, and now you get hurt or you knock yourself unconscious, or like just bad stuff will just happen to your team super randomly. And like the game's not you know super difficult, but some of the fights can take a while to get through. And when the game is actively kind of like just punishing you like out of nowhere, like it's not like it's not like there's like some kind of meter. Or, like, there's some kind of threshold where it's, it's like... random, right? Yeah, it's completely random that they'll just screw right. you. You know what? I actually like that. You like that? Because that simulates D&D. Sometimes you're right okay. next to somebody and you roll a one. And things like that happen. No matter what your buffs are, sometimes you roll a one. And, I, and I'm glad you said that as a person who actually plays D&D. Because that's, yeah. that's exactly the feel that I think they're going for. Like, even with the dialogue, like, I think... And I, I didn't get through the game because of some other issues that I'm bringing up in a second. But I think they're going for, like, the reality of the situation is this is a group of friends playing D&D. Like, that's what I think is going on here. I don't have that confirmed. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like <clears throat> it's a difference between what you're saying and what happens in D&D. In D&D, you make checks for things. So, like, you know, a rock might fall and you got to make a, a luck check or agility check. So you roll mm -hmm. that dice. What you're saying is random stuff just happens for no reason. Like, you just fall or, you, you know. Well, I mean, you you're got, trying to do something. You're trying to, like, attack somebody. And it's like, okay, you critically failed that attack. 
So even though all the other parameters were okay, like you have, you know, the good position, you have high percentage chance to hit. It's not that you missed the attack. <laughs> it's that you, you completely you hurt. One. Yeah. Like you hurt yourself completely. But D and D also has stuff that, so like you might have a 15 in strength. So it goes into your rolls. Which but the fact a... is, in D&D, no matter what your parameters are, if you roll a 1, it's a critical fail. No matter what kind of buffs you oh, got. Oh, yeah, on attack, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so that's... It just randomly happens. There's not like, not like a roll or something like that. It's just... Well, I mean, not, yeah, not, yeah, not that I'm aware that's of, exactly. yeah, because it's... Yeah. So that that is probably exactly what they're doing, is mimicking D&D. But I don't know, like, it doesn't sit well with me as a tactics game fan who wants to apply my strategy and see it come to fruition. Like, I get that you're taking a chance when you're dealing with percentage and you could, you know, miss an attack and whatnot, but I need some way to know <laughs> that if I were to try this, it could be a critical failure for certain situations. Because, like, some things should just be a sure shot because you planned it that way. Yeah, but that's not how life goes. And that's not how the dice goes. Well... I guess, but even so, <laughs> even so, I couldn't even reach the end of the game because there were so many like little bugs and then much bigger bugs that stopped me from playing Dead in the Tracks. Like, oh, that's terrible. Like you could see in like item descriptions or like certain characters just wouldn't be named. Like it would say like car underscore name underscore oh, elf no. shopkeeper like stuff like like it was a title. From like a file name instead of the actual name, and like this, undone. this kind of stuff would happen all over the place, like in random books that you would read or like people you would talk to, items, stores, and whatnot. So, in certain instances, it didn't matter because you could tell what the thing was anyway. But in one instance, like there's a puzzle where like the clue to how to solve it is in a book that's nearby, and all the text in the book said was clue, like underscore puzzle that like so like what that doesn't tell me anything i don't know how to solve this puzzle when you first described this i was like okay maybe they're like making a joke about lazy dms not making all the names for npcs and stuff like that i mean i wouldn't put it past them but this yeah this doesn't that clue thing is yeah like this kind of hinders funny the entire progress but then i came into another bug while i was doing a side quest um i was trying to get to this uh i was trying to get to a shop and a bunch of people ambush you before you get to the shop so i finished the fight and, you know, the guy talks to us or whatever while he's down on the floor to, like, end the sequence. And then I try to continue on into the shop. But the game stops me. They turn me around to the same guy who was just talking after we defeated him. And then he's saying the stuff he said when we first showed up. Saying, like, oh, here are these people. We need to attack them. And, of course, nothing happens because I've already defeated them. So it's a loop. If I try to go into the shop, the guy starts his dialogue over. And there was nothing I could do. I... Turned the game off, turned it back on. Like, I reloaded a different save. I did the fight over again. Bugged. I just couldn't enter that shop. And so I also couldn't enter that quest. And also that 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 shop is maybe like the halfway point on that floor of the dungeon. So I was essentially locked out of that half of the dungeon from that direction, at least. I think there was maybe a back way, but I didn't bother to check for it. Because before I could even bother, I started going down the main story pathway and got into a fight where the enemies, and this happens in some turn-based tactics games, where, like, the enemy will take a really long time to figure out what they want to do. Like, the turn will end, and then you'll sit on that screen for a while before it continues on. And they're calculating. Yes. The game never came out of that loop. Like, they did their attack, and then the guy was just standing there. 
And so, like, I'm hitting the button to fast forward it, as you can do in some some of these games, and just nothing ever happens. Like, I I weighed my controller down on the space bar, <laughs> and like left to do something else just to see if it would finish. Because this was a main story thing. Came back like maybe 10, 15 minutes later, same yeah. thing. Reloaded the save. Oh, go he, again. He was stalling. That was just <laughs> he was stalling. <laughs> I mean, they were winning I'll, anyway. <laughs> I will say, like, one thing I love in a um. And this is this is like not even that serious, but what I love in tactics games is when I finish my turn and I see the enemy like loading up, I'm like, yeah, you really have to think about that, didn't you, computer? Mm-hmm. Was, was, you didn't see that one covered, did you? You know, that's that's how it feels like. But that that, that seems excessive what you got going. Was this a beta or was this like No, a like finish? this is the like, and and I did ask that question to my editor in chief after all, like, yo, do, are they playing like a day one patch or anything? And he, what he told me was the only thing they've said about it is um Gamepad controls aren't enabled yet, which was something that I had to overlook because I had to play it with a mouse and keyboard. Uh, so that's apparently coming day one. And that some of the language stuff wasn't finished yet. So like on the pause screen to go back out, like it would be in French rather than it would say return or whatever. So, I mean, that was really the only place I really noticed the language thing. But apparently that was going to be addressed. But they said nothing about missing text Nothing about uh, broken quests. Nothing about the AI stalling indefinitely. Also, the game crashed like three times, so <laughs> that was a whole other thing. So, like at that point, it was just, like after I got stuck in that loop, like I tried to reload the save, went through the same actions, like I tried to recreate the exact situation, and again paused in that exact same way. I was like, I'm done. Like there's no there's nothing else to see here. They need to fix this. <laughs> so. That was pretty much it, I think, for what I've been playing. But I don't know. The game would rough. the game would be fine if it wasn't broken. That's how I feel about it. Like I, I wouldn't have. I like I don't like the randomness. But like Blue was saying, like that is a a thing in D and D. Like it it doesn't it doesn't stop the game from you know continuing and being fun. I don't like just the annoying. humor. But again, that could be just to my taste. Other people might you know find that endearing or whatnot. So, like, nothing that's there is inherently bad other than the fact that it's very unpolished in those aspects. So that's just disappointing. Yeah. Seems very rough. Rough around the edges. Yeah, so that's it for what I've been playing. Uh, in terms of watching, though, uh, I did finish JoJo's uh, Bizarre Adventure Golden Wind. Um, I was a little lukewarm on it early on, but it's it's very much a JoJo show. Like, it gets super ridiculous <laughs> near the end. Like, those, those guys are that very endearing. Yes, like this, the whole situation was just out of out of control. <laughs> like the one with the poisonous gas, I forget well, her name. Uh, Fugo was his name. Yeah, but that guy, I don't want to spoil anything. But he he he, I thought his stand was actually really whack, and I feel like the show thought so too because at some point you just don't see him anymore, and he's one of the main people in the team. So I just I thought that was kind of funny that they just they kind of replace him as well, but. Either way, like, I, I really think it picks up in, like, that second half. has a really dope ending. has a really cool villain, uh, Diavolo. And the way yeah. he gets taken down is is very Crazy. classic anime. Like, it's yeah. it's the kind of anime ending that you expect for, like, a villain who's as bad as him. Because he does some really bad stuff <laughs> that I won't spoil. So I really enjoyed that. Um, started up Mob Psycho 100 Season 2 because it was a show that I started forever ago. And then uh, I stopped because I... The episodes weren't loading or whatever, so I like took a break. But 
uh, started that back up. Mob Psycho is freaking fantastic. Like, ah, man, I've been trying to watch that show for the longest time. I, it's hard for me to get through the first episode. Really? It's just so it's boring to me, man. I'll give, I'll, really I'll give you that. Boring. I'll give you that. There, there are some, there are some down moments, and I feel like that's like intentional. From the get go. Yes, because they really. <sighs> the thing is, Mob, <laughs> Mob is incredibly powerful. Yeah. But he doesn't necessarily want to be, which is a theme for you know the mangaka one, the guy who made One Punch Man. Right, like that's mm-hmm. kind of his thing. He's that's like, what he's... I was gonna say because it's, it gives you that same feel, like right, kind of like Psyche K. Yeah, like he's all powerful, but they do a good job at not having him be all encompassing. Like, yeah, like the not... the point of it isn't yeah. him getting stronger. Like he's already strong. The point is what he's doing, you know, being at this level and with everyone around him, kind of mm-hmm. struggling to not get a power thing. like his. Mm-hmm. So same thing with uh, Saitama. And, right, uh, exactly. So, so like and he Psyche K too. Yeah, I've heard yeah. Of that show, and I, I do think I want to check that out. But that's more that's like a comedy or something, right? That's much more comedic. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's and, funny and... stuff in Mob Psycho. Yeah. But um, but go ahead. Yeah, basically, like what what endears me to Mob as a character is that he like he takes pleasure or like not pleasure, but like what he's seeking, like what he wants to get better at are the things that he's lacking. Like, he's so much more powerful than everybody else at psychic ability, but, like, in terms of physical strength, in terms of confidence, in terms of, like, all these things that everyone else around him, like, he's jealous of them for that, while, you know, they're jealous of him for his psychic power. So, like, he's trying to do things that a normal kid would if they were trying to improve themselves. Like, he joined, like, a club for the body improvement team and whatnot. Like, he's, like, I just really like that angle. But at the same time, because he's so powerful as a psychic, when other psychics, you know, step to him, he's reluctant. But it's like the situation is just way out of control. And the way they animate it. Oh, bless you. <laughs> Thank but, you. But the way they animate it. No, I didn't hear it, but I could see. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the way they animate it is like, um, if you guys watch the My Hero Academia movie, at least the first one. That ending sequence with All Might and Deku like doing the tag team punch to the the big guy, yeah. this guy. That's how almost all of the fights in Mob Psycho yeah. go. Like they throw everything they have at their animation team for those sequences. Like it's some of the best looking anime fight stuff I've ever seen. It's so good. I can't wait for you to watch God of High School. Oh, I, oh yeah, it, definitely yeah. I'm gonna check it, gives that you out. That same, it gives you that same feel, like that hyper sense, like like your senses are hyped or heightened at that during that fight. Like everything just pulsates. Like same, like Mob Psycho I gave you a good comparison. I fight when he had the guy by his face with that bully mm-hmm. in the alley, and you get that same burst of colors and stuff like that during like Jin's fights and stuff like that. So it's it really makes everything pop, you know, and it it does such a good comparison to what the normal uh animation is to when it when they're right it's like those those down moments those boring those mundane moments are there to have you endear to the character so that you understand when things go haywire because like that's that's the whole premise like he's always trying to keep his power in check and then when his emotions let loose it's like the like the world is breaking (laughs) like it, it goes from like negative 20 to like thirty thousand, like the the range is like so insane, like and I absolutely love it. Like they really play with that dynamic really well. 
So uh, I'm enjoying that. I think I may have got to like got through two thirds of it so far. I don't think there's too much left, but uh, that show is fantastic. Definitely check it out if you haven't. Uh, but I think that's pretty much it for me. Uh, Blue, what do you have? So the theme of the week for me was kind of de- blowing off dust. Um, I picked up some of my old games, uh, updated them, see what they was looking like today. Uh, Division 2 was one of them. Um, I'm still... I think it's the same thing with Destiny for me, where I love the combat, um, but the story just doesn't slap for me. And and I, I, this... <laughs> yeah, the Division 2 story is damn near non-existent. Um, now, this isn't the same as Destiny 2, but Division 2... The UI is nice, but the pathfinding system is absolutely terrible. Um, when they tell you to go from one objective to the next, and it hasn't it hasn't changed. Um, I don't even want to look at the raid because we tried it once and it was it was the worst. It was it was <laughs> pretty the worst bad. raid I've ever been a part of, and not because of the players, right? No, it, it was, was really badly balanced. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway. There's that. Uh, they did put some new levels in. I, I actually streamed one of the levels. Um, it was a zoo level, which I actually thought was really cool. You got to see, like, huge octopus. You saw um, alligators, antelope, monkeys, all kinds of cool stuff in there. Um, I was upset that we couldn't, like, the fights were still exactly the same. There's just one room, enemies. All right, they're done. Next room, enemies. And there's, like, things in between that are very boring or they're just hallways. Um so yeah, Division Two still hasn't impressed me. There, but I will say, my motivation for playing on that um, recently was trying to unlock some of the classes that I the specialization specializations that weren't available before. And so that's kind of cool to have an objective like, okay, you got to kill these kind of enemies in certain ways. It's difficult, don't get me wrong. Um, but I think these challenges are still not exciting or innovative. All right, so um, it's next, not really pulling you back in not yeah. making the case i definitely thought about buying the dlc it's like half off right now in the ubisoft store it's only 15 bucks it's like we're just back to new york or whatever right yeah yeah and i'm like why do i want to go back to the first game <laughs> like, there's t- more than two cities in the u.s and at the same time i'm still not 100 percent on board with make america great again like that's basically the whole premise of div 2 let's put back the whole system that we had before <laughs> as a black man i'm not trying to restore the previous america i'm, I'm gonna be honest <laughs> so the whole game is controversial for me anyway but um next was anthem uh blew off some dust off of anthem uh again i love the combat i love the movement just not enough content not enough interesting content. Um, I know they're supposed to be doing a complete rework of it from the ground up. So they've been saying that for how long now? Yeah, they've been uh, pretty quiet on it since they announced that it was coming. They had an update in August said it should be coming, um, but it they were like I said they said it was going to take a little bit because they were doing a, a complete rework of it. I I remember them saying that last year sometime. Uh, I'm not saying these things take you know a week. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> yeah, hearing no news about it is isn't helping my confidence in it anyway. But uh, yeah, there's some cool. They, they they unlocked a lot more things for your customization, so I got some cool decals. I updated my look. Um, you, you guys know that's important to me. Um, I and have then to, have the playtime right there. <laughs> real talk though, because if you don't like your character, why are you playing? You know what I mean? Um, they have this 
racing time trial thing that I thought was like, yo, really? That's, that's the, the new world event you could give us? <laughs> you start on a platform, other people can join in on the set time, and then you fly through, you have to hit all these checkpoints, and, you know, uh, there's uh, obstacles <laughs> in the way and stuff. Man, one, the races, the, the time trials were long as heck. <laughs> like, that thing took forever to get through. I didn't even want to finish it by the time I was done. Secondly, you don't get nothing for it, so it's just like, I wasted a whole bunch of time. Wow. It's stress. Yeah, so, thanks, Anthem. So, I mean, yeah. there, how, do you know how recent that stuff is? Because that's newer than when you guys left, right? Oh, yeah. It's definitely newer than when we left. Um, I don't know how when that update dropped, but I played that, like, Friday, I think it was. Mm. Thursday or Friday. So, that's what's out right now. Yeah, I'm wondering if th- um, those are just kind of stopgaps or, like, distractions while they are working on whatever this rework is. Because honestly, if the best possible time for them to drop a, a new version of this game is probably around when EA Play All, you know, gets added to Xbox's Game Pass. Because there's going to be a yeah. bunch of people who probably have access to it and will want to check out a new version of Anthem or just check out Anthem, period, because it's there now. Like, they have to I hit remember. that mark. They have, they have a remember. chance at a second. <laughs> check, second a lot they, need to do. Uh, they need to rework the enemies. The enemies are too, like, plain. There's no really I thought that difference too, yeah. between them. They're, 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 you know, there's like, oh, you know, you're fighting the same people. Even with the different enemy types, there's still like, there's nothing unique about them. When I play Diablo or something, there's like, you know, balls these guys are completely them. immune to yeah. this. They stand I have to play out. differently. Yes, yeah. there's mobs that do different things. There's, there's, you know, the enemies have personality. That, you know. I even feel like an anthem. They don't even stick out from the screen. There's nothing that <laughs> like they just blend. Like they're, they're a bunch of chameleons. <laughs> all little green army men. You just move. That's it. So, I streamed Division Two. Right, I did the zoo level because I thought that was interesting. I wanted to stream Anthem too, uh, Anthem as well. Excuse <laughs> me. Um, but like I didn't see anything that was challenging or fun, so I didn't. You know what I mean? Like every enemy I came across, I went to free play. I started doing some world stuff. Every enemy I came across died in one or two hits. It was annoying. And I know I'm not, like, max geared out or nothing like that. That's that's another part about it. I know I'm not a god mode uh, javelin, but <laughs> the fact that I looked like it and I felt like it was stupid. Like, why would I Why would I want more in the game? That you know? might actually have to change the difficulty because when you do go out, you can change the difficulty each time. And kind of like, you know, most games, higher difficulty – better drop rate, stuff like that. But the enemies do get yeah. progressively harder because I I think I, I forgot what the difficulties were, what they were called, but I was up to like at least the third one. It was like mastery you, or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you went out, you you did notice a difference in how strong they were compared to the last difficulty rank. But like strong in terms of what? Like Even soaking up more bullets? and More health. That's exactly what's yeah, doing more damage more to you. More health and more, and they do more damage. Maybe I AI intelligence goes up a little bit, maybe to dodge my attacks. But some are armored, some have more armor, stuff like that. But nothing like any different mechanics. You you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's probably the main issue is that the the fights aren't fun because it's literally point and shoot. Yeah. Um, Next game I brushed off was Sword Art Online, Um, and I actually had fun with that. Uh, At the time I was playing, I didn't have time to stream, but. they added a new mode that's kind of is similar to battle, not battle royale, but 
it's got an element from Battle Royale. They throw you into this dungeon, you have no gear on you, and you just have to... I think you have, like, one random weapon that they give you, and then you have to fight your way through this dungeon picking up um, gear and uh, armor and stuff like that, and I... And your squad is with you, but it's the same kind of thing. Like, they all have to equip up in there um, going through this whole dungeon. I didn't get to finish it because I ran out of time, but it was actually refreshing to kind of in in this small part of the game rebuild my character and see what i can really do from the ground up so of all the games that i dusted off i was the most impressed with sword art online so that was pretty cool um <clears throat> that's interesting that they're still updating that because it's like it's an anime tie-in game but it seems like they actually put some effort <laughs> into it for a change i had a lot of fun with it and two was it uh yeah yeah i that's like Man, I'm not even going to start getting into Sword Art Online because I'm not going to start, right? I just said that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, with Sword Art Online, I played that with Mr. Gamer and we got some um, pretty interesting co-op missions done. The cool thing about the co-op missions is that you go in there with your full team. So that means you got you, your assistant, and then the two other friends that you pick up. So you're looking at eight people on the screen between two folks. And, you know, you're guiding your squad. So it's not like a lot of games where only in the single-player mode you got these extra people. You're always bringing your folks with you, which is super cool. And I can imagine with more people linking up, I think the room can hold four. It's either between four or six people for co-op stuff. I can imagine how huge these rooms are going to look and how much control you have over your squad. I think that would be super cool. Um, but let's talk about what I've been watching. I actually, for the first time, watched a really funny and, um, yeah, a, a really funny movie called The Birdcage. It's old, late 90s. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Robin Williams, Nathan Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, apparently this is a huge, um, movie in the LGBTQ community. <laughs> but when I tell you. My girlfriend said it before we started watching it because she's seen it before. She said Nathan Lane was built for this role. I was like, what? Yo, this movie's funny as hell. It's about Robin Williams and Nathan Lane are a gay couple. They have a son, a young son who wants to get married to the daughter of a senator who's very super right wing <laughs> Republican. Okay. And he's up, for, he, he has some scandal going on. He's up for reelection. So he's using this wedding as kind of, uh, you know, publicity. Publicity to say, hey, look, we're all good. We have a big, happy family. Da, da, da. So the son goes back to Robin Williams and Nathan Lane, who not only are they just gay, they're rich gay. They own a huge drag queen club called um, The Birdcage in South Beach, Florida. Uh, man. He comes back and he's like, yo, you guys can't be gay around <laughs> around the, the, the father-in-law. And obviously I'm paraphrasing, right? There's a lot of – Robin Williams is brilliant. But between the two, Robin Williams is the, the level-headed um, partner. And Nathan Lane is the eccentric, the most flamboyant gay man on the screen. And he is just so funny. They <laughs> – Oh my god! You guys have to check it out. It, I think it's, I, it's, where'd you watch it at? Is it on like Netflix or something? Oh man, we watched it on. I want to say Hulu. Okay. I want to say it was Hulu. It might be. It wasn't HBO Max. I want to say it was Hulu. Um, is it's, it's either on Hulu or HBO Max? I can I can double check for you in a little bit. 
but the birdcage funny as hell. Uh, yeah, the, it's on Hulu. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably check that out. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's great. Now, granted, there's it, it's funny how it kind of um, how we see this movie today, because there's a lot of toxic verbiage that goes around. Mm-hmm. However, I think the moral of the story still holds today, which you can't say that a lot about. 80s 90s comedies all yeah. the time you know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying i love um eddie murphy i love richard Pryor. it's those two especially even gene wilder all three of those 90 percent of their movies are toxic they're they, they'd send bad messages they're funny and at the time you know it was it was accepted you get it right um this one i think still holds water with the the overall lesson that they try to Cool. But anyway, uh, on top of that, the last one I've been um, watching, and I've been watching Hoops. Have y'all heard or seen it on um, Netflix? Mm-hmm. I've seen Jake it. Is, Johnson. What is that? <laughs> it's an animated. Uh... Yeah, adult cartoon. Yeah. It's oh, in the similar... okay. I, 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 the... I, now I know what you're talking about. It's in the similar vein as um, Paradise PD, uh, um, Big Mouth. Not there. I would not say I would not say Big Mouth and Paradise PD in the same breath, because Big Mouth is very risque. I like, but yeah. they do have a message. Much more well written. Yes, it's yeah. it's funny. They're telling you some information. Like it's just it's going about it in a very brash way, whereas Paradise PD is like the worst version of like a Sunday morning shock jock on the radio who's just trying just trying to get noticed. By just doing the most outlandish stuff you can think of. There's no substance. I hear that. what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I will Shut agree. Up. Big Mouth definitely has more substance than both of these shows. Um, 100%. The only reason why I put it in there, because I believe it's, it's you know, straight to streaming adult animation. That's kind of what people see it as, or I see it as. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Hoops, is the, the main character, Jake Johnson, you might recognize him from um, New Girl. He's kind of the guy with the scratchy voice, uh, with the short uh, brown hair, white guy. Nick? Anyway, he plays this. Yeah, Nick. There you go. Okay. He plays a jerk uh, high school coach. Okay. Um, and when I say jerk, I mean, like, excessively cursing. You don't want this guy anywhere near your kids, but he's the only coach they got in Kentucky, uh, in, in this area. His dad is a pro basketball player. Um, he is absolutely terrible his kids are the worst the, his, the kids that are on the team just want to be on the team because they suck and they can just waste time um so they're not even interested you find out very early on in the first season he and his wife are going through a divorce they're not divorced yet but she's dating his friend who's also a teacher at the school of course and they're actually super cool <laughs> so <laughs> so a lot of times you see these guys team up and they both like, okay, we're going to go do this for my wife and my girlfriend. Well, yeah, your girlfriend, my wife. You know, they got to – it's weird. Stupid. This show is, in general, I, I'd probably give it – the highest I'll ever give it is a seven, in my opinion. I mean, um, they're even trying not, to go serious right now. Seven's good. And I think it's a seven just because it's what I needed at the time. Um, <laughs> it's not because the writing was amazing. It was just new trash TV. That was relatively interesting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you need those kind of shows every now and then. 
and I'm starting to look at this um this new voice actor. He was in the Harley Quinn show, uh Ron Funches. Uh, oh Ron Funches, yeah. He's a comedian. Funches, yeah. Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, he's he's actually I, very funny. <laughs> yeah, I love how pleasant his voice sounds. And so he can just change he can change the tone just by his his verbiage, you know, just what he's saying. Because it's always the same it's always the same um actual sound you're hearing from him but i don't know i don't know how to say it watch harley quinn see how savage he is as king was it king shark i think it's king shark yeah yeah Yeah. see how savage he is in that and how sweet he is it's a switch it's a switch you know his his voice Um, does that very well like i think that's his like his actual speaking voice for the most part too like he's not doing i believe so it's it's wonderful um they have another uh, one thing i will say about this show and i think this is probably why i give it a seven I like the way that they put black people in the show. Um, there's one black guy on the team, right? He's not the best on the team. He's actually super sweet. Like he's damn near perfect, and everybody else hates him because he's perfect. It's, it's really funny. Um, and I won't get too far into it, but there's one episode they're talking about dad issues. Everybody, including him, the 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 coach has dad issues. And they're like, okay, we're gonna use that on the court today. You know. When you go out there and you see the defender, imagine your dad's head and like, F you, dad. Da, da, da. And so now, yeah, the black is like, well, actually, I like my parents. And they're like, man, F you, get out of here. <laughs> He's like, well, it was appreciate me night today in, uh, at home. So I guess this kind of works out. Thanks, coach. Take a lap. All right, I should get some cardio in right before I go home. You're right. Like, it's <laughs> super pleasant. And honestly, it's kind of refreshing to see a non, like, broken home. <laughs> from a, a, a person of color. Um, not just that, he's just super happy. Um, it's good to see Black Boy Joy, you know what I mean? That's cool. Anyway, yeah, it, it's it's worth a watch. I wouldn't say it's going to be the best show you're going to watch this year by any means, but I think it's it's worth the time. Um, All right, yeah, does that uh, wrap things up for what you That's basically it, yeah. All right, so with that, we're going to move on to Blue's News, which is our Super Smash Sunday recap, brought to you by Blue. Take it away, Blue. That's me. Um, So, Super Smash Sundays this week was pretty good. Excuse me. uh, We had change in power a couple times. Fresh started off with Pit on a really good run. We uh, came up with the phrase, that boy got wings. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We were saying that quite a bit. Uh, Sigma kind of, I wouldn't say debuted, but he, he played more of his Richter, and, um, we saw a nice run from that. Emissary, of course, came through with the Ice Climbers, um, and Rex, he probably had the longest run of the, um, Super Smash Sunday. Now, what was, I wouldn't even call it an upset, but I would say what was surprising was Emissary and, um, oh my gosh, Kadu. Mm-hmm. Actually used Twitch channel points to have Sigma and myself change to Donkey, Donkey Kong on our right. logs. Yeah. <laughs> now, I got wiped right away. Normally when these things happen, I'm not familiar with the character. I do my best. I got knocked out against Sigma's DK action, so we both went head to head. But Sigma went on a pretty good run as DK, and kind of, it feels like they kind of created a monster. He, <laughs> you said before that... He's not bad. He was you, my favorite If you are going to play any... Yeah, that's your favorite heavy. So um, we we definitely saw what uh, you can do just without not a lot of practice on DK. That was awesome. Um, I want to say, and this this is gonna be a little self hype. Um, 
at the end of the stream, we got one more request to play Villager, and I, I did that against Arteris' Mewtwo. And I feel like I held a much better fight than we were all expecting. Right, yeah, your Villager um, was not that. It was a good way to end. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty good way, I think, to end um, the stream. I, I did come up with the loss, but it wasn't by much. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's basically the Super Smash uh, recap of the week. Looking forward to more this week. Awesome. Thank you. So with that, mm-hmm. we're going to move into our quick updates. Uh, Jeff, what are we updating folks on this week? So the U.S. will be banning WeChat and Tic Tac downloads on Sunday. <laughs> Tic Tac. Say Tic Tac. No more, no more fresh breath. <laughs> All the halitosis. Uh, I was about to say, give America halitosis again. <laughs> but. <laughs> The Commerce Department plans to restrict access to TikTok and WeChat on Sunday as the Trump administration executive orders against the two apps are set to take effect. So what's funny is that happened earlier in the week. And I want to say 15 minutes before we started recording, there was another CNN update, which is the second story. Yep. Uh, that yep. one, I think you said a judge blocked Trump's motion. <laughs> yes. To do, to do such. So that's uh, that's going to be interesting. Because, um, I mean, you, yeah. we, were, we talked about this a tiny bit just before we started recording because this news yeah. just came in. <clears throat> like, the fact that Trump is attacking TikTok and WeChat, like, these are owned, these are brand, these are companies um, that have a big foothold in a social media in America, but are owned by Chinese conglomerates, right? It's kind of a dig at just China in general. Because I know, Jeff, you brought up the article about uh, how this could lead to them kind of going after companies yes. like Epic and Riot yep, right. because yep. Tencent has, you know, big stakes in them. They also have little stakes in a bunch of other companies. They own, like, a, a negligible amount in Ubisoft, for example. Uh, Call of Duty... Uh, they handle like the Chinese Activision. mobile version, yeah, and Activision and whatnot. So like they're they have hands in all sorts of pots. Whatever Trump is planning, it's to target China, yep. but retroactively, it's probably going to target a lot of the video game landscape because Tencent just happens to invest a lot in games, which it did before with the whole trade war he had going on that allowed that made China. We had goods coming from China being taxed extra because of the whole situation with. The trading issue he was uh, having with China, which we haven't had before. So I'm interested to see what happens after the election, because Biden seems to be more uh, pro-China than... I mean, would you even call it pro-China as opposed to not just really pro, anti? But because, anti. yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah, anti. It's like he has a vendetta, and I don't know what his personal relationship with China is. But I feel like Russia probably doesn't like China as an entity because China is probably much closer to becoming a world superpower than Russia is. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know maybe why the U.S. president would have interests aligned with Russia. But that's just my two cents. Yeah, and the thing was, it was like, I remember there was a comment that was made that he said, oh, you know, before, you know, past presidents let China do whatever they want. You know, I'm not having that kind of situation where, you know, I'm here now. So, And I think that kind of is what some of the issue is. So hopefully um, we see how the election turns out and see 
how much of a reverse reverse course this is. I mean, because we we could say the judge, you know, after the judge stalls it, you know, how long is this going to last? But unfortunately, we should be good in November. Should be. Should be. Don't let's, know if we will be. Let's see. <laughs> but uh, so luckily, the kitties and the fans, they your TikTok is safe for now. <laughs> But uh, well, the thing uh-huh. is, right? If if you read the article, it wasn't that like the the apps were gonna be taken off of phones and stuff like that. You just weren't gonna be able to update them. Yeah, but know? isn't that the same so, thing almost? <laughs> well, the services would still be up for sure, and and granted, it would slow down the the apps' progress for sure. But it, even if Trump's edict went through. We uh, would still be able to use TikTok and WeChat today and for a while. No, I mean you're right. Like, yeah, it's not it's not a ban in the sense that it disappears from your phone. But that's yeah, really only because that yeah, it's really only because they have no no way of doing that to you. Like they couldn't remove it themselves. No, but I feel like it, when a lot of people hear "ban," they feel like if they open TikTok, it's illegal. You know what I mean? But <laughs> like, but I, I do I do want to say like in a sense. It does cut you off from the service because you're going to have whatever the oldest version is. As, t- as more time goes on, it'll update. Things will change. Oh, yeah. Like imagine having like last year's version of Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Like stuff probably just won't work anymore. You. Like at some point, you literally won't have the app. So No, I hear what you're saying. But we're going to move on to our regular topics. First up, another kind of short, quick thing. Um, Animaniacs, the beloved... Uh, animated show, kind of variety show. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's coming back. Uh, they released like yeah, a sneak man. peek trailer. They showed um, like some line drawings and the voice actors kind of talking about, you know, some meta stuff about them coming back on their first episode, which is really cool. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but I was like a super big Animaniacs fan. I honestly think it's probably one of the best cartoons ever created. Like just period, like comedy cartoons. Like Batman animated series is probably one of the best action cartoons, for example. But Animaniacs is a very special piece of media. Like Pinky and the Brain came out of that. Like the, like all, which is also coming back. Yes. I think all, everything mm-hmm. that was in Animaniacs is all coming back together. Yeah. I feel like the best part of Animaniacs was Pinky and the Brain. I feel like I didn't really care for Wacko, Dacko, Wacko, <laughs> Wacko, Dacko, Yakko, and, and Dot. Dot. Yeah. I didn't really care for them. I can't, it was more about oh, Pinky and the Brain. My bad, for getting the. Oh, my bad. You are? Yeah, the, phone. the electricity thing. What is that? Is that your phone like vibrating or someone's calling? No, it was just it was just over here in the box. I'm just gonna take it away from the box and put it over here. Um, okay, so I'll pick it back up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really didn't care for the animatics as opposed to I mean, well, mostly just like uh, Pinky and the Brain. There was the the girl with the dog, the baby with the dog. Oh my yes. gosh! Uh, and like she would call her mom "lady." Like, yeah. <laughs> don't call me lady. <laughs> okay, lady. <laughs> okay, lady. I love you. Bye bye. <laughs> like, like there's so much stuff from that show that I remember. Like, they. Do y'all people... remember the pigeons? Yes, the yeah. good feathers. Yeah. That was one of my the favorite uh, sketches as well. Like it was like a play mm-hmm. on uh, the Godfathers or Goodfellas rather. Goodfellas, yeah. <laughs> like it was like, and that's the thing. Like that whole show was just full of just references to like pop culture to cinema like it was people who really loved film mm-hmm. like parodying the crap it out was of wb it. yes yeah like people WB forget that this is warner brothers back then. yeah back then they were to me i feel like as far as wb goes i feel like they were at their peak 
uh, as far as TV goes back then in the in the 90s. There was also a spin-off show called Hysteria, if you guys remember that. Mm-hmm. It was very much like Animaniacs. I think it had a lot of the same producers, voice actors, uh, artists, and musicians and whatnot. But it actually played the whole parody game with history. Like they they did they like talked about like you know past wars and like biblical situations and stuff. So like I was actually all in for that as well. But I think I don't think that played as well as just the purely comical satire no, yeah. thing. So I, I don't think it was very long lived, but. That was also a fantastic show that I would love to see come back in some form. I feel like um, Animaniacs was a easily digestible version of Saturday Night Live, or a, yes, like a like kid, a like a kid show. friendly. I mean, like all that. all that was kind of that in terms of sketch comedy, but this yeah, this like, was definitely at a higher, if not equal, level to like some of the best seasons of Saturday Night Live. Like yeah. I said, Mad TV did that, but it was more of their version was more adult, with mm-hmm. play on certain you know celebrities. And I mean, there was some it, there was some stuff in there that they kind of got away with in Animaniacs. Yeah. Like they they would slip in like an adult thing. Over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that show was really really smart. But man, I... uh, one of the things uh-huh. one of the things I'm most excited about, um, and just like you said before, the original voice actors are coming back. Rob Paulson is an amazing voice actor. He's done countless roles. If you go to his Wikipedia, or not Wikipedia, um, IMDb. IMDb, either one. Yeah, a list, uh, just pages of roles that he's played. I actually got to meet him in person um, a couple of years ago when I went to uh, Comic-Con, and he's just the sweetest dude, um, at least, you know, to the fans right there. Uh, and it, it's cool to see, you know, our old school voices coming back and i i'm excited to see updated jokes that's right. what i'm excited to see you know what i mean um some people try it for example scoob right they tried that whole ikea joke and mm-hmm. they're like you know <laughs> some sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't right i don't think scoob worked i feel like these guys have the chops to make it like if it, um, if they have that same team involved like maybe they, you know, they do have some newer, diverse people as well who have maybe, you know, had some some decent comedy work and writing and stuff. I really think it could be special again. Like at least I hope so, because like Animaniacs yeah. is a, it's such it's such an incredible show. Yeah. Like I would still I would watch is. it. To, matter of fact, can you watch Animaniacs today? Is it on like any of these streaming services somewhere? Maybe the CW app or something. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, so but no, like, who had that? <laughs> that? Hey, hey, I, I have that. <laughs> you and one of the execs at CW have that because <laughs> you got it for free. <laughs> that is where I watch Black Lightning, Arrow. Of course, Black. right? Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, sure. Oh my goodness! No, I had it once. So like, oof. Did you use just password? <laughs> no, I, don't think you, I think that one is free actually. Yeah, it is. But uh, it should be. I hope. I hope people are excited. And we'll watch this wherever it shows up because I, I didn't pay attention close enough to know where it's going to be airing. But I, I would assume mm-hmm. it's still owned by Warner Brothers, so it would be on probably a Warner Brothers owned streaming yeah. service or something like that. Oh, it might be HBO Max because they've been be. putting a lot of. I was about to say it's yeah. probably going to go. No, 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 no. It's going Hulu. What am I talking about? Oh, it's going to Hulu. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, can't wait for that. Uh, more trailer news. Blue, what do you have for us? Oh, I have the way for you, bro. Oh, do you? The Mandalorian season I was two trailer. If you were gonna watch it or not? The real one actually dropped. 
Um, <laughs> there was a, there was a earlier. <laughs> yeah, yes. there was. Well, let me tell you what this guy did. So go ahead. He's like, tell him you what see the, um, I get a message in Discord. Hey, have you seen um, the Mandalorian two season two trailer? I'm like, no, I haven't. Like, let me get that. He posted it on. He's like, let me know after you watch it. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Now took him a while too. Yeah, this is an event for me. So I went. I you know I was at work. I had my lunch. Sit down in the office. Had the phone propped up. Tell him what it looked like too. (laughs) Yeah, it looked like it was official. It looked like it was real. So I, I, you know, I hit it, and you see somebody walking in the desert, and I'm like, okay, where we going? What's going on? Um, and then you get this guy coming out, singing and dancing, and I'm like, what the is this? So I watched a little bit. Maybe this is like a a commercial for for YouTube or something. Maybe like, like okay, and then I'm like, no. I was like, no, this fool didn't. It was like, you got Rick rolled. So, uh, is that your first time being Rick rolled? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Because <laughs> like, he said what? this guy. I was like, Yo. yeah. <laughs> was like, what is going on here? And I'm like, I was like, shame on you. You took something so beloved and took. <laughs> so, there's a couple of Rick rolls that are going around, and I, I'll give you guys a tiny bit of backstory on this. Um, before I actually sent that one to Jeff, there was another one that I saw that was done by a YouTube channel called like Ads Something. So they they make fake ads, right? It got me, and I was like, ah, I'm, I shouldn't have even clicked on it because I looked at who it came from. Mm-hmm. The Rickroll that I sent Jeff actually came from IGN. So there's a whole bunch of <laughs> views on it. It looked legit. <laughs> there was no way to doubt it initially, unless oh, you look wow. at the comments ahead of time. That's man. Like it's not even like, April. When I at it, when I looked <laughs> at it, was it, I was a like, scene that it looked have, like it did look real. I was like, why does it have almost equal dislikes as it does likes? I'm like, what's going on? Like, I've never seen that before. Yeah, like, <laughs> something thousand likes, something thousand dislikes. I'm like, that many people didn't like it. I need to watch this. Granted, now. Like, the guy walking through the through the desert was Boba Fett, so it looked like Boba Fett was coming back. But in Mandalorian season two, so I'm like, maybe they use some exactly. old footage. But I'm like, okay, let's see, let's see what's gonna happen here. Where's we going? And uh, we ain't go nowhere. This <laughs> you did, you... but let's talk about the real one. You never got given yeah, up. You got what happened. <laughs> <laughs> the real one actually dropped. Um, it didn't give us a lot, Mm-mm. and I like that. That's what I think a trailer should be. It shouldn't give you plot points. It shouldn't like show all the new people that are coming through it should just let you know hey they back in action they're in different situations now come back and watch i feel like that's exactly what this trailer did right it you did. see a, a couple new um interactions with the child you hear a little voiceover from season one talking about what his new mission is bringing he said <laughs> so you want me to bring this strange child to a enemy sorcerers <laughs> right. talking about the jedi yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said your people and, have had beef with these people but that's where you need to take this kid yeah so if you're not gonna keep him that's that's yeah. basically the choice he's yours or he's theirs you gotta do one or the other so and that's that's the dilemma that was brought to the mandalorian um at the end of the first season that's what they showed in the trailer perfect i i got no spoilers from the trailer. you yeah. know i i've said this multiple times before there's all these articles. Oh, these characters are coming into season two. Oh, we're going to see this. Oh, we're going to see that. I, I hate that. I hate that. Why are you spoiling it for me? You yeah. I mean, they, I, I can see them trying to get people excited, but I, people hype, I'm i a fan yeah. of this this style as well. Like, kind of save it for... Like, people who were fans of the first season, like, they'll come. Like, you don't yeah, need to... Exactly. I don't exactly. 
the first season was so good, you don't need to hype. You know what I'm saying? Like, but when, exactly. like, let's say the first season struggled, then you kind of need to. Yeah, get they might have needed some kind of shot yeah, in the exactly, arm. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, one, you got actors begging to be on this show. In general, a lot of actors just want to be on Star Wars sets, right? Yeah. So it's not like you losing hype, just like you guys said. Um, but again. This trailer did not give anything away, and that's what I love in a trailer, but it still got me hyped. It showed we're back in action. We're in a different situation. We got a new goal. Let's do it. So oh, that's what... Uh, yo, what's I up? did like some of... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say what, what I did get from the trailer was mm-hmm. it seemed like they're actually getting a bump in some of the special effects because... Yes, and, and the locations are... Like, they got yeah. some more money. Yeah, it, it really looks like that because like, I'm like, yo, this looks like just regular Star Wars movie stuff going on right now with like... They had the scenes with like the the X wings near him, uh, like the, yeah, the stormtroopers jumping out of like the ships on the speeders or whatnot. Like all that stuff looks super high quality CG. Like yeah. I mean, Disney, the first man. season they they did a great job at not making it look like such like like a TV it show. Great, it looked like yeah. a movie in right. a TV show. It looked great. Like like you know like watch Star Trek or something like that. Mm-hmm. It looks like a TV show. This looked like full blown movie productions that were going on. The one fight in the swamp with the um, the what's the names? What are they called? Uh, the walkers with the ladies. Oh right, right, right. yes. Oh yeah, that was done magnificently. Like it was great. Um, yeah, and and the trailer did a great job at showing the interaction between the child and um, the Mandalorian. Now, like. If you look like when they were about to ambush him in the uh and you press the, the button. Yeah, he knew it. <laughs> oh, I know what's going down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. That thing is That's still definitely super a highlight. Yeah. <laughs> more more memes on the way for sure. Yeah. Gina oh, Carano's yeah. back. Uh what's yeah, his back? Um so it, it like you said, did a great job of saying, Hey, more of what you love is here. Stay tuned. This is what's going on. I think they showed Still it. Now, I don't know if you peeped it, though. There was a lady, a red lady, in um, a black cloak that looked like maybe she was either that was an alien type, maybe she was red, or maybe she was a Sith. Because what happens is my issue, well, not my issue, but it leaves it very interesting when he said he didn't know what Jedi were, which means he doesn't know what the Sith are. Mm. Uh, hold on, no. He knows what Jedi are. They, no, he no, knows he, about the Mandalorian Wars. He didn't He's know just, what Jedi were. Okay, said, well, we're going to have to... Remember, he said, she said, um, where do you want me to take it? That's why he called them sorcerers. Yeah, like the person... Oh, he said Jedi. Yeah, because she described yeah. them as uh, a race of sorcerers known as the Jedi. Yeah. Like, she said that to yeah. him. So it did sound okay. like he didn't know Mm-mm. what Jedi were. <clears throat> and so my thing was, I, he doesn't. he's not going to know what Sith are. Because um, that was a big thing that... I think I saw an argument a couple of weeks ago that was like, you know, how explain how come people don't know what Jedi are during the time of the Mandalorian? Like, why don't they know? Like, because it hasn't been that many years since the Jedi existed. But anyway, it showed a lady in a black cloak. So, and she had like red, she's like a red looking alien. Like, I don't know if she's a Sith or if she's just, um, just a red alien. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. But she, had, like, she a could black be a Jedi. It definitely feels like that's a force sensitive that's watching and trying yeah. to see what he does. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, all I got. Yeah, there's a lot. There's there's a lot to this story. It's very mysterious. It's a space cowboy story. Um through and through, man. Uh it, it's great. Now, like it's funny and I won't go too far into this, but with a lot of things that are coming out right now, 
I'm becoming less of a. Ooh, this is gonna be hard to say. I'm becoming less of a Star Wars fan, um, and I'm gonna say that with the movies specifically, because I, I feel can like see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The more, but the extended universe of Star Wars is still super intriguing to me. My girlfriend and I are still playing um, the Old Republic. We we just actually started buying subscriptions for that, so we we get into that. I love everything around the movies, but right now the movies are seeming much more trouble than they're worth. <laughs> oh, wait, is that um, the MMO on PC? Is that what you're playing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But okay, that's all I got for that, man. All right, so we'll move on from the trailer stuff into video games proper big news. Finally, Sony's showcase uh, dropped on the 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed off a couple of games, most of which we have seen before, but we got longer extended looks. But more importantly, they finally let us know the price. It's a good Ooh. price, man. Four ninety nine for the main version with the disc drive. Three ninety nine for the discless version. So five hundred, four hundred dollars for both their iterations. So my thing with the price is, I feel like, and this isn't me being biased. I feel like Microsoft landed the price perfectly. There's enough of a gap between. There's like if I'll spend. Four hundred, I'll spend five hundred. Mm-hmm. I feel like that two ninety nine price point, and the then the four ninety nine, that extra two hundred dollars. There's a difference. You there's feel a, that a lot number. more. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll sell enough of the lower ones, and if people would spend, you know, three ninety nine, they'll definitely go ahead and spend that four ninety nine. Not saying that mm-hmm. you know those aren't bad prices. I mean, I'm just saying me in general. If something costs four hundred. You know, the difference between me getting the Xbox and not getting it isn't going to be, oh, well, if it's, if it's 400 and uh, 399 and four, uh, $299 and $399, i will definitely get the 399 one. If it was, let's say, I, you know, if it was six, 599 and $299, guess what? I'm getting that 299 one. So there's enough of a gap in between the prices to to pull people either way is what I'm saying. I see what you mean. One of the... One of the biggest um, arguments I've been has got to be right now, as of right now, I'm not decided. I really think I'm not been getting any console launch day. Like, that's that's probably not going to happen for me. Right now, that's how I'm feeling. But I don't know which console I'm going to pick up first, to be honest, because the Series S, the 299, it doesn't do much more than my my Xbox One right now. And Wait, it's not going to do. Do you have too much the more. original Xbox One or the series? Not the Series X, but the Xbox One X. I think it's the One X. I'd have to double check. <laughs> but the fact is, um, I'm going to have all the same games, right? My Game Pass is still in order. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to have access to. I think EA Play is still going to be accessible. Um, yep, that's just this. coming to Game so, Pass Ultimate Period. Yeah. The question is, why do I need a console this year? What games do I need a console for? Um, and initially, that's that was the reasoning for getting the, the PS5. That's why we said PS5, day one, that's what we're going to get. Um, but these prices, while they're not bad, I'm still not sure that it's going to be enough bang for my buck. Um, and that's what we're, I think that's what the biggest debate is right now. Yeah, because honestly, um, <laughs> when when they drop these prices, like I, 
literally the week before, I I kind of said this. Like, I half wanted to just take that clip and just post it somewhere and say, like, I, I called it. Because after Xbox released their prices, Sony's going to do exactly this, and that's what they did. And it's because, like I was saying, um, Sony didn't really differentiate between their two versions other than the disk drive. That's the only thing that's missing. So their their console that's $100 cheaper is still the exact same power as the diskless one. And I think that actually makes a difference. For that console to lack a disk drive and be $400 is kind of... It's kind of the same thing over again where Xbox went, hey, we have a $500 console. It's does all this stuff. Well, not kind of the same thing, sort of the same thing. We have this $500 console that does all the same stuff. And Sony goes, well, we have one that does all that and is $100 less. Like, so, except in this situation, <clears throat> Sony's is... <laughs> Sony's is weaker than Xbox's... Like, they have the same price. <laughs> this is very hard to, to, to describe. Because both their models, both their top-of-the-line models are the exact same price. But Xbox is, is giving you more in terms of power, if that's something you care about. Well, that's the Series X, right? Not yes, the Series, Series S. X, right. Because the Series S is worse. Yes, it's, it's, it's degraded in terms of power. It's comparable to my Xbox One. Well, it's comparable to the Xbox... No, it's stronger than One. Xbox One X, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. But um, what they're saying is... Because um, this was something that was brought up. If you play older games on it, it will only run those older games at the level of the Xbox One S. Like, it won't mm-hmm. add the upgrades that the X gives you. Right. From the previous generation. So mm-hmm. that's something to consider. But then again... What we're what we're what we're really comparing are like both their tiers of service. So like it like Sony kinda split the difference in such a way that if you're looking solely at just the price of the machines, you really can just go either way. Like it's yeah, it's yeah. a toss up. Like they kinda hit it right in the center because they didn't go lower. Those are really good prices. Yeah, they match them and then the the hardware is actually better on the lower end than Xbox's lower end hardware. Though it's like, yeah. you know, a full $100 cheaper than that, oh, but there's a reason for it. Yeah. So let me um so just for the the GPU power, the Series X is 12.15 megaflops. I mean teraflops. Mm-hmm. The Series S is 4 teraflops. Right. So yeah, it's a it's okay. a downgrade in terms of power, like just processing yeah. power. So it's a very cheap way to get into the next generation. And if you're not like a super heavy gamer, and like you don't have a 4K TV, for example, like you're not going to make use of a lot of that graphical power, then you don't necessarily need a Series X, at least not right away. But the other the other side of this, of course, is the fact that one, Sony does not have, um, <laughs> Sony does not have any kind of payment plan option here like xbox sure. has the all access thing which makes the upfront cost of jumping into that generation way smaller like you're paying a fraction of it though it's a monthly thing for 24 years you're also uh, getting 24 bold- months 24 months sorry <laughs> 24 <laughs> years <laughs> like, my god 24 months i don't think that's Ooh. something that we should really skip over either that's mm-hmm. a two-year contract you're i mean locked in for two years well locked in in the sense that you're kind of renting the system until you paid it off. Like you can return it, I believe, or trade it back in if you want to upgrade to something else. 
But um, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's, it's almost the same as how like a lot of cell phone carriers handle device plans now. Yep. And Sony doesn't have an option like that, so you are gonna just drop that money in bulk. The other thing though, is at launch, and this is this is kind of Sony's sticking point. Like it was the, the theme throughout their conference. They're trying to sell you on you want to be here with Sony because we have these very high quality games. We got the games, baby. We got the games. I think, and they had some very good games. I mean, they do. Like, I'm not saying Sony doesn't have quality in their first party lineup, but the only things you're going to see on launch right now, I think, are only three titles: Spider Man Miles, Miles Morales, yep. Demon Souls, and what is the third one? Uh, first person, first party. Was... I can't remember. Crap. Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking on what the third first party studio game is but the thing is i think at least two of the three if not all three are now also going to be releasing on ps4 which is literally opposite of what sony said they said that we believe in generations blah 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 they were kind of throwing shade at microsoft for saying you know we're not going to have people there's not going to be a cutoff for the next gen at least for like a year or two after launch but sony all of a sudden goes well PS4 players will get these same games. So what now is your reason to drop four or five hundred dollars on a PS5 when the most popular games that are coming out for it on launch day are also going to be available on the PS4 you already have? So I think that's the same argument I'm making with right. my Xbox. Yeah, which right I agree now. with. Like there's not there's no rush to go get that because of there's this. no rush to get get either of them in my opinion. None of them are doing anything special at launch that I want to be a part of. Um, that I don't have access to now. That's how I feel about this next gen. I'm actually, and in hindsight, I'm actually pretty disappointed um, because in the past, anytime there's something, a new console, the next generation is revolutionary. This is almost staying in the same spot. What we're hearing from both sides. The games do look a lot better graphically, but... Do you mean more so as games? Is that is that what you mean? Well, because yeah. I, I, I mean, they, they're going to look better graphically, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. If you got a 4K TV. Mm-hmm. But that's been a, if you didn't have an HD TV or a flat screen before, when, yeah. when they went to there, it was the same thing. True, now, right? I, do you think their decision to be inclusive, which was... so, And that's what Xbox said, was if you don't get an Xbox... Uh, Series X right away, you won't be left behind. Do you think that's hurting them? Should they did it to where the point where they were they're leaving people behind, or should they did their decision to kind of make everything kind of forward and backwards work against them or for them? I think it works for the community, and I'll say this for the Sony side as they're doing similar similar actions. I think it works for maybe the consumers, um, but it doesn't work for the next generation. Right. It's an argument. It's an argument against upgrading. Right. Yeah. And what what I find so interesting about that is Microsoft has been making it fairly clear, even if people aren't, you know, listening, that they don't kind of want to be beholden to the console fight anymore. Like they lost it. They kind of tucked their tail between their legs and said, all right, you guys got it. We want to focus on the services. And so, yes, they have a console, but the fact that they're not, you know, pressuring people to jump into the next generation by cutting them 
cutting their access off to their games platform is proof of that. Sony is in a different boat. Sony doesn't have services that they want people to be, you know, intrinsically signed up for. They still want to sell hardware to everybody and basically get the bigger install base. So this kind of is a detriment to that plan, given the... And I agree, it's better for consumers, but it is worse for Sony as a company because well, people aren't going to be as anxious to upgrade. They're trying to push um, PlayStation Plus Collection, right? Right, which was also which announced during the conference. services... Right, and that's kind of Game Pass. That's their version of Game Pass right mm-hmm. now. And they're trying to make it better. But the idea is to have a Game Pass for Sony, which would basically offset... I, I feel it offset kind of what you're saying right now if it works, if it does what it's supposed to be. Because at that point, you don't have to upgrade. You well, see what I'm saying? And they are in the same boat. I mean, I would I would differentiate that because... It is their answer to Game Pass, but I feel like they weren't paying attention during the lesson. <laughs> if you get I'm what not, I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm yeah, saying because... that's their goal. <laughs> but I feel like it's going to fall flat because the the thing that makes Game Pass right now so special, like Microsoft's Game Pass right now so special, is the breadth of content. The fact that new stuff shows up on it, like brand new stuff shows up on it, first party stuff will show up on it and whatnot. Sony literally said, we will not put new first-party games on a subscription service. The stuff that they right. have on there is mostly kind of the, the Sony's greatest hits from the PlayStation 4 generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a little, like, why is Infamous Second Son coming back? Right, like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, they're looking, at, they're looking at PlayStation Collection as sort of a halfway step between a Game Pass-like service and... Uh, backwards compatibility with the previous console generation because Microsoft is destroying them in both of those. <laughs> the Xbox Series S can play everything, every single thing from the previous Xboxes. Whereas Sony, you can play the PS4 stuff that's in that collection, but you cannot play PS3 games, you cannot play PS2 games, you cannot play PS1 games. Not natively, at least. Like maybe remakes, remasters. Uh, I think maybe there are some, some titles available in PlayStation now. But in general, you just can't do it. I think now, a lot of what it comes down to is, um, you know, it's, it's quality versus quantity. And, and that, I feel that, like that's the argument they're trying those, to make right now. Yeah, I feel like both of those quality and quantity are so subjective to each gamer that I, I feel like people really need to see what games do I actually want to play? Do I want to have access to all these old school Xbox games? Do I care? Mm-hmm. If I don't care, let me go to Sony side. You know what I mean? So, I like, for example. Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. No, you're good. Go ahead. I was gonna say, if you're not a huge Halo fan, why would you care about the Master Chief Collection? You know what I mean? Why would you care about the new Halo? That's. I'm personally not a, a Halo fan. Like I, I, I play it. I've played it before. I've had great times on it, but it's not like, oh, Halo's coming back. Wow. No, that's not me. Right? I'm just like, okay, we're doing another one. It's not a selling point for me. Mm-hmm. Um, for other folks, uh, you know, maybe Infamous Second Son. Oh my god, that was my favorite game. I gotta get this. You know what I'm saying? So quality versus quantity, um, I think is very... It's it's gonna be very specific. I feel like everybody's gonna have a different answer to why they're gonna get a Sony, why, they, or why they're gonna get a PS5, why they're gonna get a uh, Xbox um, series. And this this 
because they're so close and so similar, I think it's really hard to debate which is the best one because of the variability right. of gaming. And I, and I think that's good. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jeff? Me, I feel like this. So we also have to think about the prices of the games. Um, Xbox has not announced what their games are going to cost. Um, so if they do go $70, it makes Game Pass even all more that valuable, much right? More yeah, that's yeah. true. Now, if they don't, then here's the other end for Sony for me, and it would work for Xbox as well. If they're going to release the same games on PS5 that they're going to release on PS4 and Xbox on Xbox One, and the PS5 versions are $70, and the the last-gen PS4 versions are $60, and you own a PS4, and you can play it on your PS4, same thing for Xbox and Series S, that $70, are you going to say, hey, you know, I'm going to go get this PS5, you know, for whatever the game is, when you have a PS4 at home and you can play the one on your PS4 without paying that 70 bucks, I feel like that's going to be a deciding factor as well. I mean, it goes for Xbox as well. They I go was going to say, bucks. yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of on yeah. both sides of the spectrum. If they go to 70 bucks and I can go and, well, here's the thing though. So if you do buy it on your Xbox, you get most of the games are free right. on your Series X. Right, that is true. Now, now hold on. Before you say free, a lot of times, and if small print, right, is like multiplayer version is free, or just a small part of the game is free, and then the rest you got to pay for. So we got to be really specific and really know what we're getting in Game Pass. Not all this stuff is going to be full game, straight Game Pass. You got it. You know what I mean? No, no, no. The, what I mean, like, is uh, so, so, uh, for example, Cyberpunk 2077, mm-hmm. if you buy it on Xbox One, you get it a free upgrade on Series right. X. Yeah, they're, they're calling X-Rap. that uh, smart delivery. Yes. Which is a dumb Xbox. name. It doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, <laughs> that makes me think of like a mail in service. It's catchy. But, yeah. Is it? Like, <laughs> Xbox said that's something that they're going to kind of push. They don't want you to have to pay double for. Right games which makes sense but, now yeah but like blue was saying it's not it's not a universal thing because I, apparently i think no. right now it's it's on a game by game yes uh basis but i would i would probably assume i don't think we've gotten confirmation i would probably assume that anything that's coming out of microsoft's first party studio would probably follow the same logic you know but either way you would have access to it as a game pass subscriber anyway if you were on game pass if not I would imagine they would try to do try to keep the goodwill by saying you bought it on this old system, you upgrade it to the next one, you get the better version there at no additional cost. Yeah. I know you gonna think, but the holiday season is coming up. So you're gonna have parents out buying these consoles if they can, or games, or whatever it is. So they're gonna be looking for price. They're gonna be looking for value. They're gonna be looking for, you know, how can I get him what he want but not spend a million dollars. So these you know, we haven't seen any bundles yet for the holidays. Um, we haven't seen uh, what that's going to look like. So, like, for a parent who's out to buy a system for their child, they're like, you know, oh, you know, this, con- they're not going to know the difference between a Series S and a Series X or a. I mean, yeah, that. Uh, okay, be- so mm-hmm. I, w- I do want to say, right? Um, I know our folks in general probably not going to have a clue on what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm speaking very generally, mm-hmm. but they're not the parents buying consoles anymore. We are, mm-hmm. kind of. You know what I'm saying? But, 
if I send my girlfriend out to buy a system, she's mm-hmm. not going to know about the system. Now, I would, or she called me and said it. That's different. So right. I think just because the generation is different, there's still people who don't know much about that. I mean, that that is true. I, but what I, what I do want to counter to what you're saying, Jeff, is what makes the most sense is not necessarily what's the most popular. <laughs> and I feel mm-hmm. like depending on, you know, who is in your circles and whatnot, there are a lot of dumb people who are fans of video games, in all honesty. And, like, they'll have friends who don't know anything about video games, and they'll know that that friend loves video games. So they'll be like, oh, hey, I'm in the store right now. Right, yeah. Should I get a PS5 or Xbox One? What Like, what's the best thing I should get with the money I have? And they'll tell them... What they want. Yeah, they'll tell them what they would get, and it doesn't make any sense for the person who's buying it. So I mean that's what we're doing right now. Like I mean no no I mean I, I feel like what we're doing right now is honestly weighing the pros and cons of both situations. Like for sure, yeah. Because I feel like I would never I would that, never tell anybody to friend. do a thing. <laughs> I would never tell anybody to do a thing because I think it's the right thing to do. I'm saying I think this makes sense. If you agree with me, then you could follow that advice or not because maybe it doesn't make sense for you. Like that's that's how I look at it anyway. Yeah. It's all personal, I feel like, because we all own both systems even now. So it's like... Right, like at some I point, I'm probably going to have yeah, all of this exactly. stuff anyway. I do enjoy playing my PlayStation. First-party games, that's what I play on. There things I can't. I play on Xbox because that's where the majority of the people I play with do play. And the community is a lot I'm more used to. And I feel like it's a little bit more well-established. But I do still play my PlayStation because there are games that I can only play on PlayStation. Right. Yeah. So, uh, one of the last things I want to uh, talk about for this event is the date. Sony did drop the actual release date, which I believe is mm-hmm. November twelfth. So that's two days after Xbox's yeah. date, <laughs> November tenth. So once again, because I think last year they were also just about the same distance away from one another's launch. But with the date, also came Sony's promise of you know, letting people know when they'd be able to pre-order. And apparently somebody, I think Walmart pulled the trigger like a couple hours after the conference, which was like way too early. And (laughs) basically all the floodgates got opened. Everyone was scrambling to get PlayStation 5 pre-orders and basically everything was sold out for days. So I think that speaks to the popularity of PlayStation right now that, I mean, they're going to sell their boxes, both versions right now. And you got to think about this too. You do have the people who do go and buy them with no intention of keeping them. That's true. But the all the intention scalpers to resell. Yeah, because yeah. those are already up as well. Yeah, yeah you can see the that eBay list. Best Buy when the Xbox 360 came mm-hmm. out. 360 PS3. We could. You had people sleeping out to get them. You had people buying them because they were reselling them. You know, so it's a good mix. So I think both systems are going to see that big rush to get them. Um, but also, we don't know how many mm. how many units are put out. You'll see. Watch and you remember, like I, you heard it here first. I, I right. hear you. Yeah, we'll we'll mark my, this. My prediction is yeah. that yeah, What's, my prediction is, is that 12, the, um, <laughs> the Xbox pre-order, while it might be sold out, I don't think it's going to be nearly as fast or chaotic as the no. Because I, I think well, it'll be a little bit more well established. Yeah, Xbox is car- they tried to they actually threw shade at Sony for it. So like they're yeah, saying, yeah. oh, we're gonna handle this much better than these guys. Yeah, yeah. So like, 
they they kind of wanted know how many units were put out either for that's true system. yeah for up for pre-order there was no units given like hey this x amount is going to be available for pre-order for over here and then x amount is going to be available for us we just know that they're sold out so mm-hmm. we don't so know we don't know how many it could have been a low up. quantity yeah i think we spoke about this a while past where the tax on different parts coming from china if that was going to affect the amount of units that were going to be produced for the initial release of the of the console. Yeah, that was a concern. Then the coronavirus thing was also a concern in terms of them producing a certain number. But yeah. Sony has apologized for the fiasco so far. They said that was a mistake. They messed up. Shouldn't have happened, yeah. And that more are on the way soon. So, like, they're claiming that they're going to have additional units for people to buy. So, hopefully, it will tone down the the sold-outness of people who want to adopt early and can't. Uh, but Microsoft has promised in response to this that their <laughs> that their rollout of the pre-order thing is going to be a much smoother process, which, I mean, for Sony, it looks bad because they made a promise that basically wasn't upheld. But on the other hand, it looks good because it's like, oh, this is a hot-ticket item. Even people who maybe were willing to wait are like, oh, well, maybe I won't be able to get one, so I should jump on it now. If Microsoft tones that down by saying, like, everyone who wants one, it'll be available, that fervor probably doesn't hit the same way. So, one, people don't get as excited. Yeah, the FOMO doesn't happen. And then it also just on the surface looks like there aren't that many people or as many people as Sony uh, clamoring to get an Xbox because their stock isn't being sold out immediately. Which on the surface looks a certain way, but, you know, it could just be Microsoft handling the situation responsibly. So, I don't know. Like, there there are pros and cons to a botched release. Yeah. but The last thing I want to touch on with that is... Mm -hmm. I, I think this is good for GameStop, who has been in trouble. I think this is going to help. <laughs> the new Yo. consoles coming out hopefully will help them. Because you have people going, you, you're going to go, pre, I mean, you can pick up your console at the store, you can pre order at the store, whatever GameStop you go to, you're going to have your, your accessories that you're going to need to get, whatever games you want. I think it's going to help get people in the store to get their systems and whatever else they need. Mm-hmm. I think it's a refresh because now, you know. At this point, with Xbox One, you pretty much have everything you need unless something has broken or whatever it is. You've established, you have what you need. Now, we're going into a new console cycle. You're going to need to kind of start to re-up yeah. on things. So I think that's good for them. Hopefully, you know, they benefit from it because they have been struggling. I think we, we talked about this. Yeah, not too long ago, they closed yeah. a lot more stores. Yeah, so, I, so yeah, I will say, the way I feel about GameStop right now. Um, you guys have both played Borderlands three. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go down and they're fighting for their life, they're waiting for these consoles to come ready. <laughs> to come ready. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like, that second breath, yeah. like, you know. They they shooting at everything they can to get people in these stores mm-hmm. while coronavirus is outside. <laughs> and um they're waiting for the consoles to come say to get that, that hype back and get people on irresponsibly close to each other lining up outside doors again that's gonna be a whole mm. nother thing they yeah hopefully they handle that yeah, yeah i would hope they handle that differently without without social distancing right we've seen lines around blocks for less than new consoles mm-hmm. right <laughs> that it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy i'm not hyped for that hopefully there's more online orders than anything yeah. I'm not oh, hyped for that. I would assume that's going to yeah. lead the way, honestly. Even the people uh, who, who hate pre-orders, I mean, and 
They suck, by the way. They hate pre-orders, but, <laughs> you know, they're going to be pre-ordering now more than ever. Do you know anybody like that? Like, who just no, I can't think of anybody. Pre-ordering? Okay, well, now they're like, you know what? I need to pre-order something now. Now they want to do it, you know? <laughs> That's not now true. they want to pick and choose I want... when they pre-order stuff. I'm not saying, I'm not pointing fingers or nothing like that. I'm Buying saying... stuff off the internet is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether, you call, whether you call it an online order or a pre-order doesn't necessarily <laughs> matter. <laughs> Besides the point. But uh, I think that's going to do it for the PS5 yeah. showcase talk. Um, we do have a mailbag question this week uh, sent to us from an anonymous person. But if you would also like to send us messages, please send your emails to bbetgaming at gmail.com like this person did who asked us to keep their name secret. This is their question. Hi, guys. I have a random question. Here is some background info. My boyfriend watches your podcast. He's an avid gamer. We've been together for five years. In the beginning of our relationship, intimacy and attention was high. There was a fair balance between work, life, game life, and relationship time. But since we've lived together for about a year, I feel like gaming has taken priority. I have to nag to get attention that I crave. I have to nag to get the attention that I crave, which makes me feel like a B word. Do you have any suggestions on what I can do other than nagging to get his attention? I've even walked in a room naked and he paid me no mind. Hopefully when you read this, he will know who you're talking about. L-M-A-O. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, the first thing I want to say is thank you, boyfriend, for being uh, to our podcast. Yes, Amazing. thanks. Yeah, thanks yeah, for right. <laughs> and thank you, girlfriend. I'm guessing you watch as well. That you, see you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know that's not what we're focusing on, but like, <laughs> but no, I really do appreciate this question because I, I do think this is a situation that a lot of gamers and gamer couples deal with. Period. Like, it's not unique. It's kind of a it's kind of a story that we've ho- we've heard or probably experienced many times in our mm-hmm. lives. Just that balance of you know doing something you know you enjoy as a hobby and you know other responsibilities like a relationship, for example. Um, I do have a couple of questions, though. Like, uh, you guys have been living together for a year, and only then, after a five-year relationship, you're saying the intimacy has started to downplay. I, I wonder if if maybe that intimacy downplaying is more so... You guys live together now. You know, you probably see each other a lot more often than you did where when you were in separate places. I feel like couples need to miss one another in a lot of instances. Like if you're, you know, cramped in the same space for far too long, you know, you can start to get on one another's nerves. No, no matter how much you love the other person, like you're going to start to get some some pet peeves happening. And so I don't know. I, I don't know if gaming is to blame for that. But once again, you wrote this question into a, a three dudes who are talking to about video games all day, every day. So there might be a little bit of bias there. But I do, I, I do wonder if, Gaming is the actual cause of that lack of intimacy. I mean, I do have some other thoughts, but I'm curious what you guys make of the situation. So she said intimacy and attention was high. And I feel like um, I feel like it's very important to check out to, to check in on and offline. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times when you guys play with me, um, we'll do a round of whatever or a level of something. Guys, hold on. I need to go check on the lady. Real right. I think things like that um, really help you stay grounded in reality 
while still be a good gamer um or, or i should say uh a active gamer now that's not something that you can do that's something that he's gonna have to take responsibility you know, mm-hmm. I think as a man, he just needs to say, okay, I got time to do this. I got time to do that. I got time to do this. Just like any any micromanaging video game, right? You have to it, look at The Sims. I think The Sims is such a good <laughs> real talk. Like The Sims is a really good example. You know, you have all these meters, the needs, right? You have needs for social. You need uh, needs for uh, fun, needs for bathroom, hunger, all kinds of stuff. You really got to look at those meters in your head and be like, okay, you know what? I really haven't socialized with my girl a lot today or this week because I was busy for whatever. Let's take some time. You know what I mean? Let's let's get offline or let's play games with her. Either way, that time, you you only have a certain amount of time. You have to divvy it up no matter what. You have to divvy it. So... My dad always said, you always got time for the things that you want to do, right? It's never, oh, I ran out of time. It's I put other things ahead of that. Mm-hmm. There's some things that you have to do, some things that um, you want to do. But the fact is, whatever you wanted to do the most, for whatever reason, you did it. That's what got done, yep. Now, for me, um, kind of kind of what Casey said, um, when you first meet somebody, that attention is there from both parties, it's just high. It's at its peak. Yeah, like they call it the the honeymoon phase. Yeah, puppy it's dog very phase. New. Now that first year, same thing. It's very new. You guys are living together. You know, you're seeing each other. Um, something you know, you haven't been together for a couple years. Now next year comes. Now it starts to be a little less and a little less because you do see each other every day, all day. And what happens is you fall into a routine. You go to work. You come home. Things get busy. You got this. You got that. And then he's like, "Oh well, you know, I want to take some me time. I want to play the game. I want to do this. I want. I want to do that, or whatever it is." And so I think it's very important to have shared hobbies that you do together. So whether that's video games, whether that's you know you like the same type of movies. Um, for me, I feel like if I'm playing a game too much, I feel guilty. You know what I'm saying? So I'll stop. You know, whether it's a slap on the butt, a kiss on the cheek, whatever it is. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Keep that. Keep, hey, I'm, I know you're here. I'm here. I'm checking yeah. in. Exactly. I see what's going on. I'll pop away. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you need anything? You know, whatever. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. What you want to eat? Whatever Take the headphones off. Exactly. Walk around. Yes. Be attentive to that. But also, it goes for your part as well. Don't make him feel like he's doing something wrong when he's when he is gaming. You know, be involved. Say, hey, you know, what are you doing? What's going on? Let me watch. Let me sit and watch a little bit, blah, blah, blah. Keep, but he also has to have a time limit. I, for me to sit down and play, if I'm going to play for more than a couple minutes, I want to make sure I cross that. Like Blue said, I want to cross yep. all, everything off my list. Yeah, take care of everything else so that yeah. you're freed up. You don't yeah. know how many times I go into the room. Hey, babe, do you need anything? I'm thinking about playing the game for an hour or two. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Uh, I was thinking about doing this. With, and then sometimes I could read her. She's like, no, you're fine. And I'm just like, mm, <laughs> you want to watch a movie? <laughs> you know, but you have to read that situation and you have to prioritize. Uh, What's more important, dude? I'm, I'm glad you brought that particular kind of situation up because I feel like <laughs> yeah. the other half of this, like she, she asked the question, what can I do to not nag? You know, to not there feel to not feel bad for like getting on him for doing a thing that he likes or whatnot. Yeah. The answer to that question is to talk to him. 
Yes, yeah. absolutely. 100%. Point blank, period. Like, if you yep. feel like he's... Like, don't feel bad about addressing the situation. If you feel like he's not giving you something, something that you need, need, talk to him. Let yeah. him understand yeah. that he's, you know, messing up somewhere. Like, if he's... If you need... Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. No, like, if, if he's legit, you know... You know, he walks in the door from work or he gets off the computer from work, whatever the situation is. And then, like, the first thing he does is, like, okay, y'all maybe eat together. And then he's like, all right, I'll talk to you later. And he's on a game for, like, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours without, you know, talking to you. Like, that that can feel very isolating. Absolutely. So, like, talk to him about that. Because I, I – Especially – Yo, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Especially with quarantine going on. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just about to say, if, if you need him the way that me and Casey needs haircuts right now, Right, <laughs> you need to say something. <laughs> you need to say something. It, it, it's you know, if he's legit on the the game, six hours a day, hasn't said a word. Now, I'm not saying that he's doing anything right. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you want to do something about it, this is what you do. Say, hey, I want more of your time throughout the day because I love you and I want to spend this time with you. You guys have been together for five years and mm-hmm. living together for one. Right. So it's not like y'all are strangers, but you're stranger to this physical, this physical realm. Right. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend and I went through the same thing when we first lived together, uh, moved in together. And we're still going through growing pains, especially with quarantine. There's no book to do this, man. There's all kinds of weird pressure going on. And I know that video games for a lot of us help us deal with that pressure. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's more therapeutic than ignoring it's possible i don't know dude i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i don't know him, but i'm so glad that he's listened to our podcast and, and hopefully both of you guys are and, and you guys can work through this you know alongside us yeah, and sometimes you add, it's, it's it's equally important to have your own hobbies okay that's a really um, good point what the situation yep. is but you can't expect that person to occupy occupy all your free time so you have to have some things that you do for you or that interests you, and then you go do your thing. He does his thing, and then you guys come together for, for that time. So you know that's, that's yeah, that's that's really important. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's a thing that a lot of people who have this exact complaint kind of don't factor in. It's like okay, so when you're done with you know the your responsibilities and stuff that you want to do, all you have left is your significant other. <laughs> and That's it's like heavy. yeah like if your significant person. other if they don't only have you after, like if they have anything else that they want to spend their time doing then it puts the onus on them to stop doing a thing that they like to then and not to say that they don't like spending time with you but like yeah. they have other hobbies so if you also don't have other things that you like to do maybe it's a, maybe it's a time to find them and I, I understand that this is a person who said they specifically said they're not giving me the attention that I need. Like if they need a certain amount of attention, I, I, I hesitate to say you should take less than what you say you need. But I, I feel like maybe evaluate perhaps how much of that attention is shared with another person or, you know, it's attention you need that you're giving to a thing that's about you, like kind of spend more time with yourself. I, I, I suppose, but either way, talk to that man. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what it comes down to. Talk. Uh, you know, just because, you know, what I need, I might need eight bottles of water a day to get me through the day. You know, Blue KC might only need three and four. It's that what you need is going to vary 
from person to person. So maybe you let him know, and, and you gotta kind of gotta come to a compromise. Right, compromise is the key word there. Exactly. Important. Yeah, because if 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 neither party is budging on that, then I think you you probably have bigger issues to work through. Because most definitely, like if you if you're in a relationship and you guys have been for like five years now, I'm sure there have been situations in the past where compromises have been made. So this is just another one of those. I will say uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was the needy person. I, I think I was in a very to to uh, our viewer here, and um, I had to kind of take a step back. Like I was I was a little angry, you know what I mean? It's like, man, she's here all day. She don't want to do nothing with me. But I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm just gonna be quiet. I'm giving her space, right? But I was, I was, I was festering. Mm. We ended up, you know, by the end of the night, it came out because obviously she could tell. <laughs> and uh, you know, we and, and it, it kind of came down to the the fact that one quarantine is wild, right? I'm here, like in this seat, a lot of my day because this is my setup. This is where I work from. This is where I game from, this is where I talk to people from, this is where I'm at. My uh, girlfriend, she works four or five days a week, depending on you know what's going on, and I'm she's out the house for about 12 hours a day. So when she does get home, I'm like, oh, I want all of her time, you know, because this is the person that I get to physically enjoy. And I'm not just talking about sex, I'm talking about just face-to-face talking, face-to-face interaction, that's social, you know, and, and even, just watching a movie together that I, I cherish that. But at the same time, I need to realize that she needs time to decompress. Yeah, she needs time that, yeah. to be her. Mm-hmm. I had to really sit down and say, Oh, what she needs her time. And I need to be cool with that. I can't be, <laughs> I can't be a baby about it. Yeah. You, um, that, that's what it is. It's, it's a level of maturity you have to reach to understand that like eat other people even your significant other, especially your significant other, cannot be your everything. I'm sorry. Like, people love to think that that's kind of how this works. Like, you find another person that's your soulmate, you love them, and now they are your be-all, end-all, everything. They handle all your problems. They are everything for you. That's a lot. I'm sorry. You gotta you gotta They're take some of that weight. with you. Yeah. Not yeah. for you. Yeah. With you. That's the difference. There's a lot of dependency but there, I feel like a healthy relationship works on interdependency, where people depend on each other. You know what Ooh, I mean? You fill in this like part that. of my life, I fill in that part of your life. Yeah, man. You should put that, in your, book. put that in your book. I like that. In my book? Oh, man. My book's going to have too much uh, cursing about y'all on this. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I have enough time. <laughs> so, I mean, I hope our uh, relationship rambling helped in some way. <laughs> but um, once again, I, I do think that the main takeaway is, you know, talk to him, talk it out. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Showing up in the room naked, that's a good strategy. I, I, I feel yeah, like that should have been the one. You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad you brought nobody. that up. I'm glad you brought well, that up. Was it, was it a competitive match going on? Was it ranked? <laughs> that's the question. Because timing is definitely very, very. I want to say it's definitely been. Tough. Go ahead. I that? don't know why that is the go-to. All like. That is a very cliche solution <laughs> to that problem. And honestly, I feel like it's kind of demeaning to men to think that if a, if a naked girl just walks in front of their uh, peripheral vision, then, then that is the best way to get their attention. I'm not saying it's a bad way, <laughs> but like... So put, a, put a cosplay. Are, do women think men are so simple that <laughs> all they have to do <laughs> to get their attention is to walk into a room naked? Because if... 
Because I feel like if, if they think that and it doesn't work, then you get a situation where they're like, oh my God, this man doesn't give a shit about me. Yeah, that, that definitely hurts. It's, just, it's a lot putting yourself out there like that. And I applaud you for that bravery. And I'm, I I feel bad if you got hurt by that situation. I feel bad for you. That, that, that's rough. You know, and I sympathize like I said, with that. Timing is very important. You know? Yeah, but timing is definitely yeah. Um, like if he just got on the game and then you show up and he's just like, ah, Wait, I just got movie, all my buddies together. Uh, you well, know? that's why you gotta you have to learn. You have to be involved in and kind of learn some of that. Like if he's just in the main menu, he ain't made it that far yet. Like he ain't even in to get start matchmaking nothing. So you good? Like it, match just ended. I, I will stay. Go back to orbit. You know what I'm saying? I, at the end of the day. <laughs> At the end of the day, he needs to prioritize better. And I feel if your question is, what can I do? What can you do? You can talk, sit down and talk about it. Say, hey, look, I need more of your time. And don't don't like do it while he's gaming or something. Maybe do it over dinner and just be like, hey, this is something serious. I'm not mad at you, but I need more of your time. Yeah, please, please start a conversation. Say we need to talk <laughs> with no other yeah. context. Oh, please do not say we <laughs> no, need to talk. That is that's a terrible move. Please don't do it. One thing my girl and, and I oh, do and whenever. Okay, let's talk. When you want to talk later? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One thing my girl and I do whenever we have that, when we need to talk to each other, we say, "Hey, you got a second to talk? Is nothing bad, but I need to discuss it, or it's something serious, but it it doesn't have to do with you, or give some kind of preface so people ain't starting defensive." Of course, everybody's different, right? Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't but yeah, I probably wouldn't even go with the preface. I would just say, <laughs> like, if there's, it, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it like in the middle of, like, if they're busy or something's going on. But like, if we're, oh yeah, like, then I'll, I'm gonna just bring the thing up because now we can I talk about it. Like I said, overall, I feel like the the guy in this situation needs to take a lot more responsibility. I think yeah. he needs to take the first move. Like, dude, yeah. you are slacking right now. Yeah, tell him 100%. what your issue is and give him an opportunity to see if he can correct oh. it. And, be and then y'all listen to this podcast again. Yeah, be, <laughs> be realistic with your expectations, though. You have, and both both of you have to be. Like, he can't expect yeah. to do six hours of a gaming. You can't expect to be cut six up hours of yeah, whatever, so, whatever you know. So, so I hope. Yeah, no, I think that's just pretty solid. Yeah, hope that helped. Thank you so much for writing in. Really appreciate it. Oh. Uh, I hope none of us are in trouble after this one. Right, it was an anonymous <laughs> person. It could very well have been one of our significant others that wrote this <laughs> message. Because like I said, that, that's the walking in a room naked situation. It is super cliche. I feel like everyone has probably dealt with that at some point. I feel like Casey's working his mind back like, wait. <laughs> I think all of us did when we yeah, read this. I, like, like, I honestly feel like when we read this question, everyone was like, hold on, do I... Oh, I was sitting there bad. doing math, like, how long have we been together now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But that's actually going to do it for episode 63 of the BVET Gamescast. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who's been listening and watching. Jeff, where can people find you if they're looking for you on the internet? So, if you are looking for me, uh, you can find me on Superman Jeff 12 on Facebook, also on Twitch, Instagram. Uh, make sure to check out the BVET twitch channel we got a bunch of new people streaming throughout the week uh this past friday we played among us which is a big hit um, yeah oh, i can't believe i forgot to talk about that show oh right I mean, that I, game i just remember <laughs> we did that was <laughs> pop in the Discord. definitely a highlight sorry play... no you're good pop in the Discord. we do play different things among us is among it um so definitely <laughs> come check out the discord you can find the discord uh 
here somewhere. You can find like, it. Yeah, the link will be <laughs> in the it's video be in the bio. or yeah. the podcast yeah. info. So, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Blue, how about you? It's your boy, Blue Bones, B-L-U-B, zero N-E-S. At that same tag, basically anywhere. Um, just like Jeff said, come check out our Twitch. Come check out our Discord. Uh, we're doing a lot more new things um, in general. Just in general. Uh, our Twitch, we had Night Shadow this week. We had Uncle Fall. We had um, Kalamazoo. You know what I'm saying? You're not just seeing us no more. You're seeing the squad. You're seeing the family. And you're going to see more. So definitely come through. Pick your flavor. We got it. We got it. You know what I mean? Um, but last but not least, Mr. Sigma, where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me on pretty much all social media at Sigma Gears 9. You can find me on Facebook at Sigma and Sun. Uh, you can find my three-minute reviews as well as uh, live streams with Escapist Magazine on the Escapist Magazine YouTube. Uh, I think I should have new reviews popping up alongside uh, when this podcast drops. But once again, I just want to thank my two co-hosts. Thanks to Gamer, who is away right now. Thanks to everybody watching, everybody listening. We love you. We appreciate you. That's going to do it. Peace. Chicago, Harry.